seated in the house of God. When you study your Bible, you'll find out there are 37 different trees mentioned throughout the Word of God. As a matter of fact, there are seven fruits mentioned in your Bible. There are seven vegetables mentioned in the Word of God. And there are many, many spices mentioned throughout the Word of God. But what's amazing and intriguing is to study the trees in the Word of God. I did a little study all the way from the all gum tree to the wormwood tree, 37 different trees and I found out some trees in the Bible were just placed there as a picture for you and I. I found out in the word of God we'll find that in the garden of Eden there's what we call a tree of rebellion. In the garden of Eden there was one tree that God spoke to Adam and Eve about and he said this. He said now I like what God told them. He said you may freely eat of all the trees of the garden but of the tree singular of the knowledge of good and evil he he said, I don't want you to touch it. Now here's the way Satan works. Satan, instead of saying, look at all the trees you can't have, he said, I want you to look at the one tree you can't have. And so we see the tree of rebellion placed in the garden that was a tree that plunged the whole human race into sin because of the actions of just a few. But we also see in the, in the garden what I call the tree of religion. After Adam and Eve sinned, the Bible says they took fig leaves and covered themselves because they were naked and they were hiding from God. And we know that that was only a covering. It could not cover their sin. It was a temporal covering of their shameness. So I see the tree of religion in the word of God. I see also in the word of God what I call a tree of reaching. A man by the name of Zacchaeus, a tax collector. I don't know how he heard about Jesus, but he got word that Jesus was coming to town. And the Bible says he climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. He was a man short of stature the crowds were lining the streets and he climbed up in a tree because he was reaching for something he did not have I see a tree of reaching I also see in the Bible a tree of revelation what do you mean I like what the Bible says in Matthew 24 he said when you see the budding of the fig tree know that summer is nigh it is even at the doors you see the fig tree is a picture of Israel and Israel by the way the fig tree has blossomed the fig tree has bloomed and the generation that saw the budding of the fig tree will not pass until all these things come to pass that means we are the generation that I believe is going to see the return of Jesus Christ hallelujah praise his name it don't matter if he comes tonight what a great night it will be to leave this planet in the house of God on a Monday night hallelujah even if I'm leaving from this place it don't matter if it's that place or this I found the tree of religion say amen but I also see in the Bible a tree of revelation. I see a tree, the greatest tree in the word of God is what we call the tree of redemption. I like what Peter said about it. He said it this way, who his own self bear our sins in his body on the tree. The greatest tree in the word of God is a place where Jesus hung and it's a place called Calvary when he hung on that tree. Thank God. God for the tree of redemption. But I'm not going to preach on those trees tonight. I want to back up and I want to talk to you tonight from Psalm 92 on the trees of representation. When you come to Psalm 92, the Spirit of God chose to use two trees 
to describe the child of God. And you know what it got my attention? I've been studying this for some time and I've referenced it, but I, I was studying this and when I really begin to meditate on it, here's what the Bible says. It says he compares this tree to those people that are considered righteous. Now, there are two trees mentioned. I'm not dealing with the cedar tree. I may preach it tomorrow night if the Lord will let me, but I want to talk to you tonight about the palm tree as we look at it in our text. He said, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. And so I want to give you a proposition tonight. I believe in this place, every Christian should reflect on how much the Lord thinks about you. The reason why I say it that way tonight, by the way, uh, why don't y'all go ahead and bring out my palm uh, branches. Uh, brother, would you, uh, Stephen, y'all go, y'all go back here and get them. Uh, you, you say, preacher, what are you talking about? The Lord out of 37, now watch this, out of 37 different trees in the Bible, he chose to use two trees to talk about righteous people. And so he's thinking about you and me when he's talking about the palm tree and the cedar tree. So every Christian should reflect on how much the Lord thinks about you. And what I want to do is I want to review three Facts about the palm tree. I tell you what I want you to do. I want you to come just lay them right here across the front one way. Stephen, you come and lay it the other way. And uh, I hope that I won't get my pay dock for tearing up trees in the church property. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Uh, actually, my boy did it. Take it out of his pay. Y'all with me? Say amen. I want to talk to you tonight on three facts about the palm tree that tells me very glaringly God's thinking about me. Number one, I want you to notice with me tonight from the Word of God, we see the design of a palm tree. You see, the Scripture is very clear. He said, the righteous shall, here's the word he uses, flourish. I don't want you to miss that word. Four times in Psalm 92, the word flourish or flourishing is mentioned. Literally, that is a powerful word. Here's what it means. The word flourish means to break forth as a bud, to bloom, to fly as extending the wings, to blossom, to grow, to spread, or to spring up. Let's put it in context and look at the definition together. He said the righteous shall break forth as a bud. He said the righteous shall bloom. He said the righteous shall fly as if he's extending the wings. You ever felt so good in the house of God you felt like you could just take wings and fly? I mean, there have been times a few weeks ago I was in a tent revival and it got on. It was pouring rain and man, it got on and I felt like running and a little boy took off running in front of me and he wasn't running to play. He was running because he was happy and I fell in right behind him. Can't you see 285 pounds strolling and I'm talking about slip sliding away on the outside of the tent but I didn't fall and I didn't get my three-piece dirty. Y'all with me say amen. But I'm telling you, we had a service where the Holy Ghost moved in great power and man, you wanted to shout, you wanted to run, you wanted to throw your hands up and some of them people ain't never seen nobody run. Especially a fat man like me. Y'all women say amen. But I'm telling you, I ran because I felt it. It was real. It was like somebody hooked me up to a 220 and the electricity was coursing in my body. And if you get hooked up to a 220, brother, you ain't gonna sit there and go, mm, this is real nice. 
He said the righteous shall break forth as a bud. They shall fly. They shall blossom. They shall grow. They shall spread. They shall spring up. Can I just make it real simple tonight? Hey, the truth of the matter is you ought to just be thankful that the Lord's design for you is to compare you to a tree that's not a dead stick in a flower garden. It's not a tree that'll never have any kind of fruit. It's not a tree that'll never produce. God's design for you is that you would do something extraordinary in the kingdom of God. Don't you let somebody second rate you or tell you you're not worth it. You're very special to God. So special. He designed you. He created you. And he wants you to do great things for the glory of God. Can I get a witness? Give God some glory in the house of God tonight. <laughs> but I, I got to move forward because I got to give you the goody-goody of the text. Y'all with me say amen. I believe not only do we see the design of the palm tree, fact number one. I'm on fact two. That means that cheesecake with a chocolate dip strawberry is closer to me than you could imagine. Say amen. Amen, Miss Mary. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Woo! I'm getting excited thinking about it again. Say amen. Coconut pie. Hallelujah, and y'all can't have none. Say amen. The duty, number two, of a palm tree. You think about this for a minute. What in the world would God want to do with a tree like this? Well, I got to looking at this, and I found out there's a duty that was given to the palm tree. Here it is, number one. I see number one in the Bible Palm trees are mentioned 30 times in the Word of God. Do you know there are 2,500 different species of palm trees? That means there's all types, short ones, tall ones, skinny ones, fat ones. You name it, they got them. But 30 different times in the Bible, palm trees are mentioned. And this is what I found out. Your preacher will agree with me and any student of the Word of God will say amen to what I'm fixing to say. You always go back to the time it's mentioned the first time to really find out a little bit about it. The law of first mention, the first time you hear about palm trees in the Bible is in Exodus 15. Can I give you the background? The background was they just came out of Egypt. Couldn't you imagine how they felt when they walked through the Red Sea? Oh, hallelujah. And they got to the other side. And by the way, can I stop and tell you, the Bible said they walked across on dry ground. Hallelujah. I just believe my Bible's true. Y'all with me say amen. I believe the breath of God was so powerful when it blew the Red Sea open, it dried up the dirt that was murky on the bottom like they were walking through beach sand. Hallelujah. I believe them old Jewish people were running their toes in the sand like they were at the beach. I believe there was probably some Jewish entrepreneur on the other side with a shoe shine kit shining shoes making money as they came across the other side. It don't matter but they walked across on dry ground. Miriam got happy, broke out in the tambourine, got Pentecostal and started shouting the house down. I mean son, she was having herself a time. They were singing the glory down and three days away from the Red Sea. The Bible says there wasn't nothing to drink. You know what they did? Well, Moses, what are you doing dragging us out here in the middle of nowhere to 
die in the middle of the winter. At least we had something to drink. And they murmured against the man of God. You know what the Bible says? They came to a brook, a little place called Mara, and they tried to drink the waters and they were bitter. And Moses fell on his face and God said, see that tree over there? <laughs> Woo! Y'all women say amen. I'm headed somewhere. He said, go take the tree. And he said, cast it in the waters. And he said, the waters will be made sweet. I believe that was a picture of Calvary. It was a picture looking ahead in time to the day when the bitter waters of life would be made sweet by the blessed Son of God. And they drank water. And here's the verse that follows the whole context. And they came to Elam where were 12 wells of water and three score and ten what? palm trees and what did they do they encamped there you know what they did they said this is a good place of refreshment can I stop and tell you I believe the duty of a palm tree is to be a place of refreshment you see God didn't leave you so you could soak up all the nutrients to yourself soak up the water supply to yourself you ought to be a blessing to somebody else you ought to be hanging out with other ones just like you 70 in this crowd that were around the wells of water being a blessing to the people of God. Say amen. A palm tree has a duty of being a place of refreshment. Number two, it has a duty of being, watch this, a place of rejoicing. You know in Matthew 21, the Bible said when Jesus came into Jerusalem riding on a donkey, I don't have time to read all the verses. The Bible said this, a great multitude spread their garments and others cut down branches from the trees and they threw them down in the streets and look at what they said. The Bible said this, and they strawed them in the way and the multitudes that went before them followed and said, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Can't you see them people with palm branches just standing out there going, Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna to the king of glory. Hosanna to the one that nobody recognizes as the son of God, but the little children did. I say palm branches have a duty of rejoicing being a place of rejoicing, say amen. Can I give you a fast forward? In Revelation chapter number 7, there's coming a day <laughs> woo, when there's going to be some glorified saints gathered around the throne of God. And look what the Bible says. And after this I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man can number of all nations and kindreds and people. And that means red and yellow, black and white. Ain't you glad of that tonight, church? Say amen. I'm glad he got them from all over. All tongues stood before the throne and before the land, clothed with white robes and what in their hands? <laughs> Woo! Don't make me run out to Highway 121 out like I'm hitchhiking and run back in here. Say amen. And cried with a loud voice. I want you to see what they said. Salvation to our God which sitteth on the throne uh, uh, and unto the Lamb. And all, how many of the angels? All the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell down before the throne on their faces, worshiping God, saying amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might. Hey, take this thing right here, preacher man, and run through here and shout. Are you with me? Say amen. That's what they're doing in heaven. They got palm branches. Hey, run just Take off running through there shouting, Hallelujah to the Lamb. I'm glad, listen to me. A, a child of God ought to be a palm, and we ought to be rejoicing wherever God put us. Amen. Woo! Good job. Hallelujah to the Lamb right there. 
I see the duty of a palm tree. You ain't done, but I'll call you back in a minute. So y'all didn't know it was going to be jazzercise in the house of God tonight, did you say amen? Hey, I wore this suit so you wouldn't see my belly flat when I run. Say amen. <laughs> Woo! It's a place of rejoicing. It's a place. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me, church. It's a place of replenishment. What do you mean? I like this. Do you realize I studied this out? The palm tree has over 360 uses. Isn't that amazing? That number is a round, even number. You say, preacher, that almost is as many days as we got in our Roman calendar. <laughs> yeah, but it's exactly the number of days in the Jewish calendar. Say amen. God's operating on Jewish time. You know what I found out? I found out the sap from a, from a palm tree can be mixed with water to make wine. The seed from its fruit can be ground to feed livestock. Fibers from its leaves were used to make rope. Leaves were used uh, to make baskets and mats. Leaves were used as roofing material. Its wood from its trunk was excellent in building. It was used in decorations. It's every part of it's useful. It was used for bread, wine, honey, coconuts, palm oil, dates, beetle nuts, and a K.I. fruit. I say God says to you and I, hey, the duty of the palm tree is to find something that you'll be useful for and do it to the best of your ability 360 days out of the calendar year. Every day you ought to be doing something useful. You ought to have a duty in the house of God working, hallelujah, for the Lamb. Say amen. Woo, are y'all getting this tonight or do I need to quit? I see. <laughs> I just thought I'd check and see if y'all awake on me. Say amen right there. Look at your neighbor and say, thank God for the palm tree. Amen. It has 360 uses. The palm grows in groups to form oasis. You know what I found out? I found out that they tell me that lemon trees, come here, Joe. Come here, son. You shouldn't have sit on the front row. You grab one, you grab another one. Lemon trees, you stand on that side, hold it up this way. You stand on that side and hold it up this way. Toward me, toward me. Y'all shading me right now. Say amen. Come on, come on toward me. Come on over here, son, this way. This direction. I'm not going to spit on you. I'm preaching this way. Say amen. Here's what they tell me. They tell me the best place for a lemon tree or an orange tree to grow in the desert is under the shade of a palm tree. Hallelujah goes right there. Do you know what I found out? I found out in the house of God there's some little lemon trees and orange trees that can't stand the heat. And if they get too much pressure from the world, they won't make it. They'll dry up. That's why God's got some of the old palms in the house of God that are just shading in oasis form over the tops of the little lemon trees, the little children that are coming in the house of God, the little bitty kids that are walking up in the house of God, and they're finding refuge and shade enough to where they can produce fruit and they can grow up to be a mighty tree in the name of God. I say thank God for the tree. I think we ought to just I think we ought to just stay in our place because if you move the shade's gone and the tree dries up but stay where God put you. Stay where God planted you. Keep the shade over the little lemon trees and the orange trees and just be an oasis. You might not be the biggest. You might not have the best form. You might not be the most recognized. You might be tangled up in two or three but you stay where God put you and let the 
God of glory use you to shield somebody up underneath you for the glory of God. Thank God for the women's ministry. Thank God for the uh, the ministry down the road to help women that are pregnant with children. There's some palm trees that are over the tops of these little ones and the devil's trying to destroy them and he's trying to kill them but there's still some people that'll say hallelujah. Thank God he made me what I am and I'll be the best palm for the glory of God. Give God some glory if you're glad of that in the house of God. See, Miss Donita here tonight, ain't no telling how many times she's had to be a little palm tree from some weary, feeble woman that's come through her program. And some young ladies had to go to the clinic and say, I'm pregnant and I'm scared. And there's some saint of God like a palm tree said, I'll keep the heat off of you for a little while. There's been some little kids come to this church and the only sanity and the only peace they ever get is when they walk into a classroom and they're singing Jesus loves the little children. There's still some churches in this country that are dotted all over the place that are just palms in the house of God and they'll just be a covering. I say amen and hallelujah to the Lamb tonight. Thank God for a church like this. Amen. Y'all can put them down, gentlemen. Say amen. I want to ask you this question tonight. Ain't you glad? I feel a little sweat coming on up in here. Say amen. I'm glad the palm will form an oasis. I'm glad palm trees are evergreens. They don't take a vacation from turning green. Can I get a witness? Say amen. I found out that they're green 365, 24-7. They don't go to the mountains and turn brown. They stay green. You know why? Because God don't want you to pick and choose what times of the year that you are being used for the glory of God. Here comes one of them little old lemon trees right down the aisle right there. Say amen. It's an evergreen. I also see that a palm tree is beautiful. I was on Highway 16 today, State Road 16, cutting through to Stark. And along them pastures, I saw them little old palm trees that have been planted ever so often. Just a little beauty mark along the way, even along a road that's got a state prison and a union correctional facility that had beauty on the sides of the road. Many people use palm trees to decorate their yards or line their driveways or line the front of the lawns. You know why? Because it's a beautiful tree with that little tuft of grass and silverly waves of flumes just flowing through the air. I see a palm tree is beautiful, but I see also a palm tree. I'm talking about the duty of a palm tree. I see the palm tree, and I watch this, bears its best fruit in its old age. They tell me the best years for palms to bear fruit is between 30 and 100 years old, and they'll give you 300 pounds of dates annually at their best maturity. You know how I thought about today? I tried to call a dear friend of mine. He's a friend of this church, a friend of your preacher, Brother Ray McKendry. Brother Ray McKendry is one of them old giants in the faith that I believe that when there's silence in heaven for a space of 30 minutes, I believe when somebody like that dies, they'll usher him right on in. Y'all with me say amen. And I remember seeing him not long ago with a big old bandage on his head. I said, what happened to you, Brother Ray? He said, I fell in the flower bed at the church. Miss Margaret had a bandage on her head. I think she fell in trying to get him out. Y'all with me say amen. 90 years old and still driving. They said he got in the pulpit the other day and his nose just started bleeding out of nowhere. Bearing his best fruit in his old age. You know what they also tell me about a palm? And I'll give you my last fact about the palm. 
but I'm talking about its duty right now. They said the older the palm tree gets, the sweeter its fruit gets. They said instead of it becoming bitter as it gets older, it becomes sweeter as it gets older. Wasn't that wonderful how God will take somebody's life and the older they get, the sweeter. I was talking to Miss Mary today and we were talking about how many brothers and sisters that she had and a little bit about her background. And one of the things she said that stuck out to me, she said, my dear mama was the sweetest dear saint of God you'd meet. You know what I found out? I found out them, them saints of God, they got sweeter as they got older. I got a grandma, 102 years old, in the nursing home, deep blue eyes. If I showed up tonight, she'd lay her hands on me and she'd say, Dear Jesus, I pray for my grandchildren. And she just talked to God and the sweetness of heaven will come right out of her soul. Let me tell you, friend, if you're getting bitter, I, I question whether you're hooked up to the right source. So you with me say, man, the older you get, what I appreciate about your pastor is the spirit by which he portrays himself to the congregation. The sweetness that comes out of your... Hey, listen, I'm not bragging on him because he's sitting there. I'm, I've heard this from more than one person out of my family. They said, don't you like the sweetness that comes out of the preacher? Hey, Amen. I'm glad there's somebody that gets in the pulpit and ain't mad with everybody bitter because six people didn't show up that needed to be here. We're not worried about the six that ain't here. We're worried about the 60 that are here. And we want to give God glory for you. Say Amen. One of the things I'm learning in my old age is don't worry about who's there. You just worry about pleasing the Lord and he'll take care of the rest. Say amen. Woo! Can I ask you this question? Ain't you glad for the palm tree tonight? Say amen. The duty of a palm. Here's the last one. You're going to like this. It gets good. You with me? Say amen. I want to talk to you about the determination of the palm tree. In my studies, I found some things out about the palm tree that caused me to, you know what I look, I see a, I see a palm tree now and I say, hey, they're determined. Let me tell you what a palm tree will not do. They're determined. They will not be bound. Did you hear what I said? Have you ever looked at a palm up close? Now, when I was growing up, my mama hung clothes on the line. Y'all know what that meant, didn't you? That meant if you lived on a major thoroughfare, Everybody that rode by saw your underoos. Y'all with me say amen. Don't look at me like y'all don't know what I'm talking about in modern day, uh, modern day uh, uh, dryers. Are y'all with me? I know this generation, they don't know nothing about no clothesline. It's all about dryers. Amen. And if we ain't got no dryer, we in trouble. You know what I found out about them clotheslines? Mama tied a line around that tree. And you know what that tree would do? That tree would take the bark, would actually accept the nylon rope into it, and eventually you couldn't even get the rope out of the tree because it grew into the bark of the tree. But you know what amazes me when I studied about the palm? The palm tree will not let anything grow into it. It will break it before it receives it. It's a picture of the child of God. It won't be bound by anything. 
Romans 6, 1 and 2 talks about, should we let sin abound? No, God forbid, Paul said. You know what he said in Romans chapter, give me the next frame, honey, if you will. Here's what Paul said in Romans 6, likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ. Let not sin therefore reign or tie you up in your mortal body that you should obey its lust thereof. Neither yield ye yourselves members, watch this, as instruments of unrighteousness unto sealed, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Look at this. For sin shall not have dominion over you. You're a child of God. It's broke loose. It has no more authority and sin has no more power. Say amen. A palm tree will not be bound. You know what the Bible says about it? Here's, let me give you another verse. I'll just throw this in for extra credit. Romans 8.37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Let me throw one more in for extra credit. But thanks be unto God which giveth us the victory through who? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad, listen to me, sin has no longer any power on you and a palm tree will not be bound for the glory of God. Say amen. The palm tree also will not let a tree killer kill it. You ever seen a vine grow up the side of a tree and strangle the life out of it? Palm trees will reject it. And also, can I tell you this? I found out dust will not accumulate on the leaves of a palm. A palm rejects the dust. No foreign contaminant can get on it. Say amen. <laughs> Whoa, what a picture for the child of God. Say amen. A palm tree will not be bound. A palm tree will not, not only be bound, it will not be bundled. You can't graft anything into a palm tree. It's its individual character. It grows on its own. You cannot mix anything with it. It will reject it. Say amen. It won't be bundled. It won't be broken. Somebody needs to hear this. You see that tree? That's an actual tree that got caught up in a hurricane. Son, it looks like some Christians I know. They have been twisted and turned and told. But can you see what happens? It might be bent, but guess what? It still starts growing straight up again. Can I stop and tell you? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And it doesn't matter how I get twisted and turned and told I'm going to keep on growing up for the glory of God. Are y'all with me? Say amen. It will not bend. Look at this. It won't bend. The palm tree can withstand abuse. You know what they tell me about the palm? It's interesting. You can buy in a store things called the hearts of palms. You know why? Because the softest place of a palm tree is at its heart. That don't square with most trees. Most trees are softest at the bark, hardest at its heart. A palm tree representative of a child of God, hallelujah, is soft in the heart, hard in the, and you can chop it, you can beat it, you can do everything you can to try to abuse it, but it'll keep on beating and keep on growing. It might look like it's been beat to death, but it ain't giving up. Say amen. A palm tree can withstand abuse. Listen to me. Our outward man perish, yet our inner man is renewed day by day. Look at this. A palm tree will not be repressed. See this palm? It got knocked down by a hurricane. And when the hurricane left, it said this. It, it said, I might be going this way, but it ain't my 
It ain't my intention to stay that way, and it starts growing straight up. It will not be repressed. They tell me you can put a slab of marble over a palm tree. You can even build a house over a baby palm. You know what it'll do? It'll grow through the floor, through the roof. It actually happened on the Mariposa Trail in California. Can I ask you a question? What's going to keep you down? What's going to keep you repressed? Just keep, just push it off. Keep growing. Even if you got to bust through the floorboards, bust through the ceiling boards, you're not going to give up. You're not backing up, letting up, shutting up because you got one direction. You got a tap root growing down, drawing nutrients so you can shoot straight up for the glory of God. Palms don't grow their limbs out like this. They grow straight up. You know why? Because they're going toward their creator. A palm tree will not be repressed. And here's here's the last one. Stephen, come to the piano. Man, to get ready to sing. A palm tree will not burn. You know what's amazing about a palm? We got pictures. We'll show you those in a moment. They tell me that a palm tree will not burn. They tell me this. They tell me that a palm, literally a palm tree, can grow in soils that are acidic, alkaline, loomy, moist, rich, sandy, silty, well-drained, and even North Georgia clay. But they said the best place that a palm grows out of all of the soil types is in a hot burning desert. They said the best growing environment for a palm tree is in the heated sands. I got to thinking about children of God. Our best growth, our best growing, anything, son, our best growing comes when we start going through the heat, going through the fire. When did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shine the greatest? It's when the fire was turned up seven times harder. When did Daniel shine the greatest when he was threatened to to be chewed alive by a lion in a lion's den? Can I ask you a question? When did disciples shine the greatest? It's when they were in the greatest storm of their life. Peter stepped out of the boat on the water and began to walk to Jesus. Can I ask you this? What burning sand have you found yourself in? Just keep on flourishing. Don't just survive but flourish in the heated desert. But here's the good news. I was preaching in Gainesville, Georgia, and I had an old preacher that was there in that church. And I went to him and I said, Brother, can you tell me something about the palm tree I don't know? And he said, Well, tell me some of the things you know. He, he talks with a lisp. He said, I was down in Florida. He said, and I, I was in Florida. He said, he said, and I had a, I had a, 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 a horticulturalist. A horticulturalist told me that one of the amazing things about a, a palm is you can throw it right in the middle of a fire. G- give me the, fi- give me the picture of the fire, man, of it being in the fire, and everything around it'll burn up, but the palm won't even burn. And here's what he told me. He said the horticulturalist told him this. He said the amazing thing about it is, he said when you throw it in the fire, here it is. Give me that next frame, whoever's up there. One more. It shoot water out of both ends of it. They said when you put fire to it, something amazing happens. Said instead of it burning, it starts shooting water out of both ends. Water starts coming out of this end. 
and water will come out the other end. You know why? Because as children of God, number one, I'll never burn. Y'all with me say amen. I've been given hell insurance. Fire, I've been made fireproof by the blood of the Lamb, but I'm full of the water of the Word. Y'all with me say amen. And I thank God for the palm tree. Here's my, here's my question to you tonight. Brother Joe, grab that palm, if you will, son. You've been a great help tonight. Thank you for driving from Waycross. How many children of God tonight? Now, I know this is a Monday night. People love God in this place. And I really believe the Lord will me preach this for somebody. Somebody's going through the fire. Just know this, you're going to make it. But I believe this. I believe God wanted me to preach it for every Christian here tonight to realize this, God's thinking about you. I just scratched the surface of the palm tree. I really didn't even get into the deep things of the palm. And I promise you, there's some horticulturalists that could probably tell you things about the palm that would still blow your mind as it relates to the child of God. He said, the righteous shall flourish like the what? The righteous shall flourish like the what? Let me ask you a question. How many of you want to be that palm tree for God? How many of you want to be the picture you've seen tonight of a palm in the house of God in these last days? Maybe all you're going to be is just an oasis to shield some little small orange or lemon tree. Or maybe you're going to do some things, be productive enough to produce some things in somebody else's life. Here's my invitation tonight. I'm asking every Christian that would say, Preacher, I want to be a palm tree in the house of God. I wonder how many Christians will join with me and kneel around this altar and say, God, would you make me the palm tree in the house of God for your service until you take me out by way of a casket or you take me out by way of rapture. I want to be the best palm tree trees in the house of God.